everybody. It's Melissa from the Last Mama Podcast. We are here today. It is a gorgeous December day here in Richmond. It's about 60 degrees. Um, loving, loving this mild weather. A um, couple weeks before Christmas. And I thought we would have a fun podcast today. I'm going to sit down with Corey, who is an employee at Latch Mama. She's one of our amazing community moderators. Um, and Corey's had some very different birth stories than mine. So I thought we'd kind of dive in a little bit to how Corey brought her three kids into the world and talk a little bit about C-sections and different challenges and why support matters and all of that stuff. So I hope you listen. Thanks. You're listening to the Latch Mama podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Wirt, business owner and tired mom of five. Join us each week as we talk about pregnancy, nursing, parenting, and all things motherhood. Hi, Corey. Hello, hello. How are you? I, I'm hanging in there, you know, pandemic life. Oh, one of my favorite things is when I get to sit down and talk to people who I know, which is fun. Yeah, um, it is. I mean, I, I love to talk to strangers and learn more about something, but I also love to sit down and have a fun little conversation with it's easy. people yeah. that, I, that I love and I care about. So uh, why I wanted you here is I want you to tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do and your kids. Um, but then I want to talk a little bit about how they came into the world and what you learned between one and three and all that stuff. Um, you game? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Why don't you start by telling us a little bit about yourself? Um, my name is Corey. I'm a young <laughs> mom. I'm 25. I'll be 26 in February. And, uh, so it's a little, it's a little bit more fun to have a lot of friends at uh, Latch Mama who are like older moms. Um, not. <laughs> it's so funny because I just don't <laughs> think of myself as an older mom. But I, then and I, I don't think, my, I think really of myself am. as a young mom. Yeah. I'm a good, you know, 11 years older than you. So I guess I, I am. I'm, they but always think of me as the baby at the it's office. So it's funny. funny. In all of my friend groups, I'm the baby mom. Um, I feel like you come across a lot older than you actually are. Like, oh, yeah. I would not have started with like, you're the young Old, mom. Older child like syndrome. Have, <laughs> yeah. I feel like you, you carry yourself a lot differently than that but yeah okay go ahead yeah um well I had my babies young I got married at 18 and I'd still with my husband which is crazy for 18 year old married kids it's That's not amazing. doesn't usually last like that when did you how long were you together before you got married um we've been together a total of 13 years okay this, actually what's today I don't know it's 13 years in like two days okay <laughs> like wow. December 13th yeah wow it's That's crazy, crazy. Um, okay yeah, so I married my high school sweetheart. Um, we waited like a year, and I just had itching baby fever. My mom has five kids. I always wanted a big family. Okay. Um, so I had my first. I got pregnant when I was 19, um, and I had him when I was 20. So what did you know about birth going into that? Were you educated? Did you take childbirth <laughs> education classes? Like, did you? Okay. Um, well, I will say I did take one childbirth education. So like my mom had five extremely easy births. She okay. had five smaller babies, five super easy births. They just fall out of her. She walks okay. in, she gets her epidural. She has a baby two hours later. She really enjoys it. Okay. Um, I don't think if if they hadn't decided to stop, they just wouldn't have stopped. They'd have had 10. They just, I have no idea yeah. what that's like. Yeah. She just loved having babies. Um, so I took a childbirth education class knowing, you know, it can't be that easy all the time. People yep. say it's scary. It's hard. Mm -hmm. It hurts. So I took a class at the hospital I was going to deliver at. And I, looking back on it now, I'm still kind of mad because it was this like three week lesson. You go every week with your partner, you stay for two hours, you learn all about birth and breastfeeding and they never taught me anything about C-sections. Like the word was never mentioned. Wow. 
Like it was, you'll know when to push your fetal ejection reflex, you know, how to get through the different stages of labor and, you know, questions to ask your provider. But nobody ever talked about like, what if it doesn't go your way? Writing wow. your birth plan, okay. you know, oh man, the birth plans I wrote for yeah. all of my deliveries. Oh my it was gosh. a little neurotic, but, okay. uh, so were you with an OB at that point? I was. I was with an OB at that point. And I really liked her. I'd seen her since I was like a young teen to you know, okay. get my birth control and all that good stuff. Um, but, you know, there, there was never a conversation with her either about what would happen if things went differently or, you know, nearing the end of my pregnancy. I always, they said I was carrying big. He looked really big. They okay. thought I had gestational diabetes. I didn't. I just was carrying a really large kid. Okay. <laughs> Um, yeah. So near the end of my pregnancy, uh, I think I was like 37 or 38 weeks and they said, this baby is too big. We want you to have a C-section. Hold on. So there was no like, Hey, we're going to induce, see what your body can do. Nope. Nope. They said, this is a really large baby. You run the risk of, you know, shoulder dystocia, baby breaking a bone, him getting stuck, you know, him dying. We want you to have a C-section. So there's no conversation of nope. your body is going to grow the right size baby for your Absolutely body. Or not. let's see, let's see as a first time no. mom what your body can do. No. So they said, let's schedule a C-section. That they did. They scheduled it that day. They brought it up in the appointment. We scheduled it before I left. Wow. Yeah. Did like you, I, yeah. do you remember what you felt about? Like, were you just kind of I along for the excited. ride at that point? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, you know, really, really, really young mom. I was really, I was just excited. Like get this yeah. baby out. I want to meet this baby. I was a little scared, but I, I, the first in my family to have a C-section. Wow. I'm, the, I'm the youngest in my family okay. to have a baby. I'm the first in my family to have a C-section. So um, I'm like the first of all my parents' kids to have a baby, all my cousins. So was there any I like, no so you, I'm sure, I don't know if you want to look back. I mean, you left that appointment. And you said, hey, we're going to have a baby on such and such date, which <laughs> I'm sure, days, yes. which I'm sure was fantastic. I'm sure yeah. you were so excited. You knew when it was going to happen. The anticipation, yeah. you know, was there. But did your mom have any advice? Like, was it just we're going to listen to the I mean, OB and we're yeah. going to see what happens? Nobody really had any advice for me because nobody had done it before. Like all okay. of my families, family members have, you know, lots of kids. And it was always just, you know, you show up to be induced or you go into labor, you get your epidural, you have your baby. So was there any talk about things that might be important in that day or how to like, did you have choices or if your partner was going to be there or anything like that? Or uh, Definitely not with my first, not, definitely okay. not with my first birth. There was like a, uh, you know, we're going to give your husband scrubs. He can okay. come in. We'll bring him in, you know, after we've gotten you, your spinal and you're on the table, you're strapped down and everything. Um, but that was it. It was, you know, your, your family can wait in the waiting room. You'll have your baby. We'll bring you back out. That was it. Okay. So coming out on the other side of that, I'm sure you were excited. You were excited to have yeah. your baby. Yeah. Did you, you didn't know anything else at that no, point? No, it was, I, I have a lot of like holes in my memory because that birth was a little traumatic for me. Just, you know, being kind of alone and not knowing what was happening, yeah. not knowing what to expect. Um, but I do remember like, just weird, funny little things. Like the anesthesiologist was the only person who spoke to me the whole time I was in there. And she wanted to talk about Grey's Anatomy and I'd never seen the show before. Oh my God. So I just remember having a conversation about Grey's Anatomy. And then I remember the baby crying and I remember saying, does he have hair? Does he have hair? 
And I, I, I only got to see him like while my husband held him and then okay. they went off to the recovery room. So and there wasn't they, skin to skin. There no. wasn't anything. At that no, they point. just fixed me up. And then I have like pictures cause I really, I was so important to me to breastfeed. Okay. So I wanted pictures of my first latch Okay. and he was delivered at uh, 10, 10 AM. And then I first breastfed him at 1147 AM. So what happened between that was fixing me up, getting me to recovery, getting the baby cleaned up and weighed. And yeah, my husband got a lot of time with him, which was great. I have some really great pictures, but it was disappointing. So did you know coming out of that, I guess that things could have been better. Things could have been different. Cause I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and just say prior to having him as a young mom and being presented to you from an expert yeah. of, Hey, you're going to have a C-section because yep. your baby's too big. I'm sure there probably wasn't too much of you that was like, Hey, how my baby comes into the world really matters. No, not at all. Like I, I had a lot of like hindsight is 2020 Absolutely. with uh, the first one. I think I was like six months postpartum when I really fell into like Facebook mom groups and yeah. finding like the local Richmond birth community. Um, mm-hmm. and I've actually have a really dear friend who is a Nancy mom, just like mm-hmm. you. And she was the one who kind of introduced me into what a doula even is. And yeah. you know, that home birth is an option and that you don't have to have a C-section without, you know, talking about your other options first. And I felt really cheated. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So did you, I can completely understand you know, how you could end up in that space, especially with those like lack of education going into it. And, you know, I, I mean, I think that probably there are women who carry babies that, that are large and that, you right. know, a C-section may or may not be the best op- option, but there are so many ways to make that C-section a more enjoyable experience yes. and ways 100%. to educate women that they still can hang on to some of the process and still be in Absolutely. control of them. So let's move on to number two or let's talk a little bit. Was breastfeeding okay? Did it all uh, work yeah, out? Yeah, breastfeeding worked out okay. I, like okay. I said, I um, I was also the first in my family to breastfeed like ever. Wow. So it was kind of paving the way and I really had no clue what I was doing. Okay. Um, It's funny to me now thinking about my second and my third kid. Uh-huh. They gained weight like nobody's business. Yeah. I mean, I was working at Latch Mama. You just pull the boob out and you keep doing your job. <laughs> like you don't let your baby, you know, fuss and you're not sure what to do, when to feed them. Yeah. But with that first one, I was like, got to keep a schedule, got to breastfeed every three hours. Yeah. You know, he's got to sleep in his own bed. And That's so <laughs> I really, funny. I tried to live by the book and he didn't gain weight as fast as they wanted. So yeah. he was a really real skinny kid up until about six months when I just said, we're going to, we're just going to keep the boob out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're just going to keep it out all the time. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, breastfeeding was fun. He, he lasted almost to two. He, okay. he breastfed almost to two. So you got pregnant with number two. I did. I usually, my husband thinks it's funny because right around the time my kids hit 15 to 18 months, I'm yep. like, okay, when's the next one? How, how old is Lucy now? Lucy is 17 <laughs> months old now. <laughs> so I mean, I'm just saying. Not going to lie. I'm feeling the itch. I'm oh, feeling the itch. So funny. <laughs> Um, okay. So you got pregnant with number two. I did. I got pregnant with number two and I knew going into it that I really would like to try to have a VBAC. Like I'd done an insane amount of research on it. I joined a lot of like, uh, VBAC support groups and, you know, can you explain what a VBAC is? So VBAC is a vaginal birth after cesarean, excuse me. Um, and there's a lot of factors going into it, depending on who you deliver with. Like if you choose an OB versus Mm -hmm. a midwife versus like a home birth midwife, um, there's a lot of stigma. Yep. Like there's even something called the VBAC calculator that your doctor, some doctors 
use to input like your height and your weight and your, you know, previous birth information. And they'll tell you what percentage odds you have of having a successful. Yeah. Mine was 51%. So I wasn't feeling too great. Okay. Um, Not that it's even accurate, but yeah, I did a lot of research and I still. Did you, did you change care providers? I did. I did. I left my OB and I, um, I went to a midwife practice. I stayed with them for about a week. And one of them told me that I was too fat to have a VBAC. She said, you're obese. It's not going to happen. You should schedule another C-section. So I left that practice after about two weeks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And I found the midwives I'm with now, and I really, really, really love them. So you went from kind of that first midwife practice to a second midwife practice, and I assume that you kind of talked about what had happened with your first birth. Yes. Were there things that you did differently in the second one? Or you, did you bring in a doula at that point? Or uh, I really wish I could have brought in a doula with my second. It's still one of my big regrets because I just couldn't afford it at the time. But I, I did have a doula with my third birth and it just was life changing. I love, love doulas. So tell me about your second birth. So my second How was birth, the pregnancy? The pregnancy was great. I was, he's, he was probably my best pregnancy. Um, I was really active. I didn't, they, you know, they told me I was obese. So I was mm-hmm. like, I need to eat really well. I don't want to grow a huge baby. My yep. first was nine pounds, 12 ounces. Okay. Um, so I thought if I exercise really well, if I take really good care of myself, this baby will be smaller and it'll come out easier. Yeah. I was really adamant about that. And then um, when... I tried and tried for my VBAC. It did not go well. I pushed for like a really long time. I labored for a really long time. He had his arm up by his face and he was just stuck. He was not coming out. Um, They moved me into the operating room for a C-section and they pulled him out and they said, he's nine pounds, 12 ounces. And I was so mad. (laughs) I could have eaten whatever I wanted. (laughs) Absolutely. Baby would have still been the same size. Right? Okay. So stepping from first to second, were there things, especially under midwifery care this time, oh, that absolutely. were better that you would give advice to, especially for those moms who are having a hard time finding their voice? Um, I mean, I really feel like it took me all three births to get to that one that felt amazing. Mm-hmm. That so do you want to move on to Lucy's really I mean, fast? Yeah, we can. I mean, the okay. first one, like I had no clue what I was doing. I kind of accepted what happened to me and later felt really crappy about it. Yeah. And then the second one, I thought I knew everything, but mm-hmm. I definitely didn't have the support that I needed. Okay. And so things still didn't, you know, you make plans, they laugh at you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, but that third one, I hired a doula. Okay. You know. So you get pregnant with Lucy. Yes. Uh, same thing, trying to go for your VBAC. Yep. Correct. Yes. Did you do anything differently during the pregnancy? Um, well, I hired the most amazing doula in the world. <laughs> You've interviewed <laughs> the, her a couple times. Absolutely. For those that want to go back and listen to Emily Bruno's podcast, I think she's been on here like six times. She's, she's amazing. She's a she's a pretty good doula for sure. Absolutely in love with her. She's my favorite person in the world. It's weird that I like love her more than my husband, but um, <laughs> it happens. I did. I hired Emily, and she knew going into it that I felt such like guilt and sadness and shame going like I really tried so hard why didn't it work for me Mm -hmm. that second time like I thought I did everything right and it still didn't happen um and she was just such a great support and letting me know that like it it really doesn't matter how hard you try sometimes things just don't go your way and if you can learn to like accept that and love yourself through it and let other people support you through it you're going to feel so much better so you went into labor with Lucy. I did. I went into labor early, which is weird because my boys, um, they were adamant and staying in late. I waited for labor <laughs> with that second baby and I was almost 42 weeks. Wow. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, I went into labor with Lucy at 39 weeks. My water broke and I really thought I had peed myself. (laughs) TMI. Um, So I texted Emily and I was like, I think I just wet the bed. (laughs) She goes, all right, well, stand up. And if it's still happening, it's your water. (laughs) Yeah. So did you labor at home for a little while? I did. I labored at home um, for like a good 18, well, 12 to 18 hours. Emily came over. You know, we walked the neighborhood. We really, really did everything to labor as long as we could at home and then go in. And um, the midwives were great too. They just kind of left me alone, let me How do my business. How dilated were you when you went in? Uh, I think I was like six. When okay. I, oh no, I lie. I think I was two when I went in and I needed like a tiny bit of pit. Like okay. I said, we're going to give you the lowest dose of Pitocin mm-hmm. just to speed things along because it's been a long while already. Yep. And I was comfortable with that. Emily was like, you know, trust your body. If you feel like this will help, let's do it. And then I labored. I'm very proud of this fact. I labored to a 10, 10 centimeters dilated with no epidural. That's amazing. (laughs) I did. But it had been, um, it had been like 24 hours of labor at that point. And I was dying. Yeah. (laughs) You're like Wonder Woman. Yeah. Emily was really supportive. You know, she's got my husband rubbing my back. She's rubbing my feet. Somebody's playing music for me. Everybody was just so amazing. So did you push with Lucy? I did. I pushed for like a good two hours. Um, but at that point I had asked for an epidural because I just couldn't take it anymore. I was exhausted. So Um, talk to me if you can about that kind of moment where either Emily or somebody had a kind of whisper in your ear, like, I think it's time. Or did you come actually, this is, this is my favorite part. Um, my, with my second birth, Mm -hmm. somebody like, I was adamant on my birth plan. Please don't send a bunch of doctors in to scare me. Cause mm-hmm. I was, there were so many in that first one. I felt really scared and overwhelmed. Like they're all saying I need a C-section. I need to have a C-section. Yeah. Um, so it was on my birth plan with my second kid. Please don't storm the room unless it's a real emergency. Yep. And they did, they came in, they stormed the castle and they said, it's time. You know, you've been pushing too long. We want to get this baby out. Let's go. And with my third it's, birth, yeah, they, um, they were letting me do what I wanted. And eventually I, I looked at Emily and I kind of made this sad puppy dog face. And I said, you know, I, I paid a lot of money to hire this doula and I love you and you've supported me so much. Will you be disappointed in me if oh. I have a C-section? You're going to like make me cry right I, now. Oh, it's going to make me really emotional. <laughs> and she was like, honey, you can do whatever you want to do. I believe in you and I support you either way. And oh. I, oh, I'm going to get really sad. I just love Emily. She was she was my rock through the whole thing. I love my husband. Don't get me wrong. Was He's it, great. <laughs> was it a very different moment coming to that conclusion yourself? Oh, absolutely. Like it seems like it's, it's such an empowering difference. It was my, even though I didn't get what I wanted, that's, that was Emily's number one rule for me going yeah. into it was to know that whatever decision was made, it was mine. And absolutely. I was like, if I get a C-section, that's not going to be my decision. I want a V-back. Yeah. And it was my decision. I decided to call it. And it probably wasn't done out of fear. I have chills now. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it done confidently? No, it was it probably done wasn't like, done out of fear. No, and- I kind of, I, t- I like, I looked at her and I looked at my husband and I, there was a student doula there. She was really great. She just kind of rubbed my feet the whole time. I love <laughs> her so much. Um, and I just kind of looked at my team and my midwife is just kind of minding her business, you know, yeah. giving me my space. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, I'm done. Can, like, can I please have a C-section? And they were like, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. Absolutely. You want us to set that up for you? We'll set that up for you. It's amazing. And it, uh, it's my favorite birth ever. I, you know, I love my kids, but that one's my it's favorite birth. It's so <laughs> crazy that, you know, birth's not going to go no. how, how you want no. it to go. I mean, I, 
had many people know I had my first in the back of a car and it was <laughs> terrifying. And although it wasn't a C-section, it was definitely not how I planned it. No. And I was, I was hundred percent convinced that the baby was dead in my underwear because oh. I was too scared to grab him. I mean, it was, it was rough. And then I had a great second. I had a great third. My fourth was randomly born in the hallway. I kind of <laughs> caught him myself. He was another underwear baby. My fifth was fantastic, but it just goes to show that like, you can't predict it. Birth and is like, wild. Yeah. And you've got to pull, you got to hang on to those like things that you can control. Yes. Like you could control that you were going to feel supported. Yes. And that was something that you knew no matter what happened, if you found the right person to be there, oh, man. that they were going to support you. And, and you know, you couldn't control the fact that, that Lucy was not going to come out of your vagina. No, I really, <laughs> I always tell people she used the sunroof. They used, they yeah. came out the sunroof. Which is, which is fantastic. I mean, it's, I don't know. It's, it just shows what you can learn from one birth to another, to another. And like, you didn't just settle after number one and just say, you know what? Birth is going to be like this for me in life. Right? And I'm going like to move on to something else. And yeah. yeah. And it's not going to be this empowering experience it is for oh, other man. people. It's going to just be this yeah. and I'm going to move on and I'm going to find empowerment somewhere else. Like it doesn't have to be that way. Like there are ways to make sure that, you know, we're learning and we're growing if things don't exactly go, you know, the way we expected them to go or the way um, we wanted them to go. Was there anything like major differences besides Emily between C-section one and C-section three? Um, so after C-section one, mm -hmm. I, you know, I did that immense amount of digging on V-backs and how mm -hmm. to have a V. But it, like every, you know, every article you read, every, every blog you read, every mom you talk to always mm -hmm. says, make sure you have a backup plan. So when I wrote my, you know, 10 page long birth plan, because <laughs> I was really, really adamant it was going to go my way. Um, I also made a backup plan for C-sections and I learned about um, like what's called a gentle cesarean, mm -hmm. or I think now sometimes some places call it a family centered cesarean. Mm -hmm. um, and so I really wanted to have some of those options available to me, which is like a, a clear drape or having the drape in front of your belly lowered so you can see your baby born mm -hmm. and have being able to hold my baby instead of having, you know, him cleaned up and taken to my husband. I can see his face and then they go to recovery and they wait for me. Mm -hmm. Um, so with my second and my third, I had these, these backup plans where I really wanted to be able to breastfeed in the OR. I didn't want my arms strapped down. I didn't want and these are all things in a lot of instances you can request Absolutely. and like you can do. Absolutely. It's so funny. Like some of the social media posts that we've ever written about gentle cesareans. Yeah. It's such a hard thing for me because there are so many people who reach out who had zero idea that they can, that, ask. That they can even mm -hmm. ask. And that's the part where sometimes I just get so, I don't know, and not angry because care providers are care providers right. and they're there and they're, they're, they're providing care for us. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, like the idea that the way you have your baby and you birth your baby matters right. is just something that just needs to be reinforced, I, you know, like and people need to know they can have a say. Absolutely. It's, and that, you know what, it may not matter at the time. It may not have mattered when you were 18, but you know what? Six months later, it, it mattered. Me. Yeah. Yeah. And it was going to affect your ability to parent. It was going to affect your ability Absolutely. to probably bond with your baby. It's going to affect what you looked at, what you looked towards for the next one. And it it's just one affected of breastfeeding. Absolutely. Like two hours later, I, yeah. he might've had a bottle by then. Like, yeah. And it can affect like the actual act of your body making milk, but it also can affect bonding. It can affect postpartum depression. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many different ways it goes in. 
But there are ways to educate yourself to know that, hey, you know what? If plan A doesn't work, then let's look at plan B. And how can I make plan B as, you know, comfortable and, you know, as you said, family centered as, as possible. So lowering the drape, I've heard people have lowered the lights a little bit too, I think. Um, when I delivered my second and my third at VCU, it was, um, just life changing how different the OR was like that first one. I just remember everything was white, the walls, the lights, everything was Mm -hmm. so bright, the drapes, everything was white. Um, and when I delivered my second and my third, the room was like dark. Like it was almost pitch black Yeah, and they had like twinkly lights on the walls. And I remember delivering Lucy. I had, you know, with all this prep with my doula, she's Mm -hmm. like, you should make a playlist, Mm -hmm. made a playlist. And they played it for me in the OR. They were like, give me your phone. We'll hook it up. And they like John Mayer was playing when my baby was delivered. And it was just the coolest, like that I could have that, even though I wasn't in the space I wanted to be in and it wasn't going my way, I could still have a say in how things go and that stuff matters and you know I'm sure there's people listening to this who may be pregnant for the first time that have no idea that the way you bring your baby into the world can matter and like you know you're thinking about about it absolutely and you're thinking about you know what what their first holiday is going to be or what their nursery is going to look like or what you're going to put them in when they come out of the hospital no, send, spend a few minutes, you know, finding your voice, talking to your care provider and figuring out a way to make sure that plan A is plan A, but plan B is plan B. And you figure out ways, you know, to really kind of soften that experience and make sure the stuff that matters to you really does matter. Like how you feel about it right after matters, Mm -hmm. how you feel about it six months later matters. Like you might, you know, you might have some regrets. You might feel some sadness. You might feel like you wish things had gone differently. And if you are able to ask those questions. And if you were able to like give yourself a voice, even if it's not through you, even if you know, you talk to your spouse about like making sure they know, Hey, if I have to be put under, these are the things I still want to happen. Like Mm -hmm. have a plan B, have a plan C, make sure everybody involved in your birth process knows, you know, how you're going to feel about this and what you would want. Absolutely. Is there anything else you want to, you know, throw out there? I mean, I, I know personally between, when you delivered Lucy and now just your growth and your perspective has been (laughs) unbelievable because I mean, we can talk about it and we can put rose colored glasses on it and we can talk about the playlist and the lower lights and stuff. But at the end of the day, you didn't get what you wanted. No, I still didn't get the birth that I wanted, but but I feel so good. But exactly. I feel so loved and you were so strong and I'm so proud of the perspective and you know, the, the message that you're able to give now yeah. and you know, the sunroof comment just makes me smile. It <laughs> makes my heart so <laughs> she warm. She came out the and, sunroof. It's fine. <laughs> you know, you're such, such a strong, strong person. And as much as how you birth your baby matters, it, it, it doesn't in the, you know, in the sense that it doesn't matter how it comes out of your body, you no. know, but it, it definitely matters how you feel. hundred percent. Um, as a human. So thank you. Thank you for sharing your stories. This is awesome. And hopefully it helps people find your voice people and, you know, look into what matters. Don't be afraid to ask questions ever, ever, ever. Absolutely. Cool. Thanks. Yeah.